If you've ever opened a virus on your PC, then you know what's coming next. It's the Felons. Spooky music, spooky music. Man, I was... Ah, I'm so fucking tired with right now. Yeah. I was going to let that music just take me away. No. I was going to fucking go to sleep. Don't. I wasn't even going to call it. I was just going to let the music keep going. Don't take them away. Nah, too late for that. Hey, everybody, it's fellas. Uh, it's Ray and Antoine here today. Today, we decided to um, to show that we have some class. So, uh, we decided to see something that got rave reviews in the underground sort of movie circuit. The sort of thing that'll get, like, nothing but 100 certified fresh tomato scores from all of the major reviewers on Rotten Tomatoes. That's how you know it's a, it's a movie that's centered around pretentious douchebaggery. Oh, yeah. So, we decided to watch one of those. Now, we didn't actually see this uh, in theaters. I think it was on, it was on Amazon Prime. You know, if you watch the trailers, it's like, I never fucking heard of this movie. I hadn't heard anything about this movie, but look at all these rave reviews from such a such a such film festival. That's how you know. When, yeah. when whatever it's called ends with film festival, you're like, oh, Jesus, here we go. Yeah, and it's, it's all these festivals that no one ever hears about. No one's ever there. You know, they claim to have their own stamp. Mm-hmm, and right. then you watch it, you're like, uh, okay, I well, see what this is going. Either way, the movie we saw is called I Think We're Alone Now. Uh, you're forgiven if you mistake it for some sort of an 80s throwback. It's not. The oh, yeah, title right. The title is actually very appropriate. It's way more appropriate than you would think at first glance. You know, I think we're alone now. Okay. You watch the movie, like, oh, okay, I get it. Then it gets all the way to the end. You're like, ah, how, uh, how many okay. people do you think worked on this movie? Uh, besides the two characters, literally throughout the entirety of the movie, you see a total of four people. Yeah. That's it. So... <sighs> You got the director, Reed Morano, and the writer, Mike Makowski. Makowski. And then that's it. Let me look up the full cast and crew. You got... Give you the plot as I uh, give you the, the crew. <laughs> it's only four fucking cast members, but, so... But before we go into the plot, right. uh, I just wanted you to look at this poster for a second. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, Peter Dinklage is a small guy. You know, mm-hmm. he's small. But yet in the poster, his head is twice the size as Elf Fanning's head. Because that's what you need to focus on. I don't know what the fuck this poster is supposed to mean, by the way. What the... F- I have to- after seeing that movie, Ray, what about this poster can you see in that movie? What about this poster makes sense now that you've seen this movie? None of it. You um, sure? Besides the goldfish and Elle Fanning screaming, nothing. I I don't even know where you got that much from, because no, nothing from that poster makes sense. That poster is a fucking fever dream. <laughs> Either way, so basically, this movie stars uh, Peter Dinklage. You know, I will say... Game of Thrones, I've never seen such an example of a show, a series, completely creating someone's entire career. I mean, he had somewhat of a career before that. Yeah, but you it never got past, hey, look at the midget. Oh. So you never actually noticed that he could act. Yeah, and I'll true. give him that. The man can act. 100% give him that. Peter Dinklage is what appears to be quite possibly the last human left alive because some plague killed everyone they just yeah. they just fucking died and what dinklage is doing to keep himself from going crazy is he lives in this small hick town you know population 1200 or 2000 or whatever and he's just meticulously going around going to each house he will clean it out fold all the clothes get it looking nice and beautiful take the bodies that are there bury them and dispose of all the trash and everything and you'd be like man it takes like it takes like half a day to do that 
shit. You're doing the whole town. And no, 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 no. It doesn't take half a day. It takes a full day. Yeah, for him, a full day because he's yeah, small. Right. And it's like, what the fuck else you going to do? And I'm thinking, okay, you know what? You're the last man on earth. You need something to keep your brain going. You have to have some sort of repetition that you're going through that can occupy your mind. Otherwise, you have to stop and think and ponder the fact that you are the last living being in existence. So I kind of got that. He literally had a system, just like most people that are obsessive compulsive. You can't break it. That system worked for him pretty damn well. And you know what? Yeah, go out, you fish. Uh, get some fish, gut it, clean it, whatever, get it ready to cook, go to someone's house, clean it out. Every single object that possibly has batteries, you take the batteries out. Go to the library, organize all the shelves. While you're in people's homes, any books, good books you see, takes those books out, puts them in the library, he labels them and everything. And also, any pictures of the people that lived in the homes, like with their family, whatever, he would take them and collect them and categorize them and file them away. It's like he's preserving everything yeah so that someday i guess when aliens show up and there's no one they can be like oh look look at these nice files this guy preserved all this stuff you know since this is a little off topic but it's actually on topic okay you know most of the porn magazines that aren't printed anymore Mm -hmm. you know what would this guy do for like porn because he has no internet well what we would do is we would go back the way our fathers and forefathers did just like if electricity were to disappear we would go back to use bicycles you know the human spirit finds a way and basically what you would do is you would just go back to the powers of your imagination oh okay i mean i can wake up at 3 a.m and see something that looks vaguely sexual in the shadows and i can i, I can crank one out if i have to okay you know, in, a, okay. in a pinch you know and I, I i believe dinklage could do it he would just like you know what i gotta do what i gotta do and you go back to the power of the imagination you see the internet's made us weak yeah right? that's what you have to understand that, that's what i want to know it has you know? made us weak this technology you know, you take away someone's internet, you take away someone's Netflix, and watch the millennials just crumble. You know, I remember a time, yes, I had to go into a, a convenience store and pick up a naughty and pretend I was 18, purposely not shaving as much as possible and telling people I just came from work. What about remember while the- scratching my stubble of a beard? What about remember the time when you found a pack of playing cards with nudie girls on them? That was a good time. That I was, was like, oh time. shit. Now, mind you, this And you was- take them to school, you're like, oh, look, check this out, check this out. And right. just that'll be like yo this kid's the shit and word would spread and again this is pre-internet so we're talking full bush yes uh full bush afro puffs on the girls heads you know it it was all good it was a good time (laughs) it was all good well i just wanted to know because that's what i was thinking about even though he spent thinking about him jacking off no i did not think about him jacking off you thought about peter dinklage uh oddly huge (laughs) oversized hands are all gnarled up on his his small penis his hands just just thrusting furiously Dude, Is that what you're thinking about? Dude, his hands were fucking huge, man. This this big-headed, big-handed, weird-bodied thing the masturbating only thing, and sweating furiously. The only thing we didn't see in this movie is this guy without a shirt. They made him look like he's deezed up all by himself. No, the only thing we didn't see in this movie was this guy get into a fucking car. And that seems to be a <laughs> that seems to be a trend with Peter Dinklage. That's true. You only see him approach the car and then slamming the door on the car. There is it's no like, getting it's like in. how they only show Steven Seagal from a certain angle, and he's always wearing black. It's like we all. No, he's fat. What the fuck you doing is we all know the motherfucker's fat. Yeah. Just just come on. Show Peter Dinklage like jump up to try to get in the car or show him miss it the first time and do it again. And make it real. Make make us understand. Yeah. But if this was Steven Seagal, he would have two Russian women in the basement. What? Like
like in real life. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. God damn. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> so Peter Dinklage is like, yeah, I'm the last human being in the world. And then out of nowhere, he ends up meeting this character named Grace, played by uh, L. Fanning. Now, here's the thing. Before we can even enter that character, I had very mixed signals. Now, first of all, in case you didn't realize, because I see things reminding me every day, I'm old as fuck. And apparently, this is the younger sister of Dakota Fanning. And I'm like, okay, remind me who Dakota Fanning is. And you were like, you said it was War of the Worlds. Yeah, right? War of the Worlds. She was the child with actor. Tom of, Cruise. And I'm like, of, the girl from War of the Worlds with Tom Cruise? You're like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, motherfucker, I was like 25. I was 20 fucking five when I saw that. She was a child, right? Yeah, she was a child. And I was 20 fucking five. Yes. Look at this chick. I'm old as shit. And that's her younger sister? That's her younger sister. She just turned 20. What happened? Time. Father what time. What happened? Father Something time. is horribly, horribly wrong. The thing is, I can if we're just going based on looks, I refuse to say she's hot. I'll say she's cute. She's very, very pretty. But for some reason, looking at uh, Ella Fanning and trying to fantasize about her in any way makes me feel dirty as shit, dude. Yeah. Look at her picture and tell me, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll fat to that. No, you won't. Nah, you look at that child, and be man. like, nah, dude, come on now. Mm. That's a fucking child, man. What you talking about, man? It's legal. She over 18. <laughs> nah. You be like, nah. You let that go. And then on top of that, the way her character was acting in the movie, she was acting like a fucking child the whole time. You know how our kid has ADD? Yeah. And they don't catch subtle hints that, hey, you know, let's say someone just died. It's not appropriate to make jokes right now or, or to be happy right now. Yeah. She wouldn't catch on to things like that. She was like a child in a grown-up's body. And I was like, yeah, that's no. Uh, yeah, pour some malt liquor out on the curb for her now. Oh, man. So, anyway, uh, this chick plays as Grace, and what happens is, Dell, there's fireworks going off in the city somewhere. He's like, well, what the fuck is that? How, how the fuck are there fireworks? And, you know, it's Grace. What she does, quite ingenious. She's so used to no one being anywhere, everyone being dead. When she gets to a new town, she fires off a whole bunch of fireworks. If there's anyone in the town, they come out to see who's setting off the fireworks. So Dinklage hides. She sets off the fireworks. No one shows up. So the next day, I think it was, Dinklage goes out and sees her, like, passed out in the car from drinking or whatever. So he he takes her, cleans her up, puts her in the room, and she's like, holy shit, you know, there's someone out there, and this and that, and for the most part, uh, Dell, Peter Dinklage's character, yeah. he's in nothing but a rush to get her the fuck out of here. Yeah, he's like, you know what, he needs to go. Because but the thing is, what I like is, he doesn't act cold. Yeah. He, he acts the way you would treat a child. I am going to humor you. But I'm not going to show any excitement and I'm not going to humor this attitude you have. I'm I'm not going to participate in the scavenger hunt that you just made up just now because you thought of it. But when you ask a stupid question like, why aren't dragons real? Yeah, I'll answer that. Either way, I'm just waiting for this shit to be over so you can fucking get out of here. You know, and I thought the man had a lot of restraint on him. You know, and I, I figured I could see right where this is going or going to hate it and this and that. But it didn't quite go there. Yeah. I like the chemistry that they were doing the the sort of childlike wonder and hopefulness of grace ellie fanning and the stern realism of peter dinklage they, they kind of counteracted each other yeah and i also kind of got the idea that peter dinklage just fucking hated life he yeah, because, hated everyone because everyone hated him or no one gave him no 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 attention. they didn't hate him they treated him like a fucking freak yeah so when he died you know it's like when she asked him it's like uh, don't you feel like you're all alone like like no one else exists in the world 
world? He was like, yeah. Well, have you ever felt like that before? He was like, yeah, before everybody died. What's your point? I'm fucking two and a half feet tall. Yeah. In a small hick town. I was treated like a fucking freak. Do I miss them? No. Am I used to being completely alone with no one in my life? Yes, I am. I can live like this. Maybe you can't, but I sure as fuck can. At first, the the movie felt like it was just going on autopilot, like halfway through the movie. Well, the thing is, I didn't really have a problem with that because the thing that got me felt like it was constantly building up to something. I was like, dude, something something big's gotta happen. Yeah. They're gonna fall in love, they're gonna fall out of love, they're gonna do something, something big is gonna happen. So it, it felt like it was building it up and building it up and building it up, and then unfortunately the ending came but we'll get into that in a second yeah ellie fanning really pulls it off it's just i mean it, it was so weird because you can see she's an adult but she kind of looks like a kid and that- for fuck's sake she acts like a kid she really and once you find out why she acts the way she acts i will say hats off to ellie fanning yeah she was doing a great job yeah, she was it off. she yeah. really pulled it off there's a couple of scenes in here that kind of bothered me. Mm-hmm. I'm just waiting. You know, her sexual drive started kicking in somewhere towards the middle. And I'm like, when is she going to, like, jump on this guy? Because everyone, par- everyone saw it coming. Yeah. But what I liked was, remember, Peter Dinklage, in his mind, I could see it on his face. And yeah. His mind is like, you're a fucking child. Yeah. I don't give a shit how drunk you get. I'm not jumping on top of you. Yeah. You have the mind of a fucking child. I, I just did the math right now. Mm-hmm. Peter Dinklage is almost 50. He's 49. In real life? Yeah, in real life. So I guess if his character oh. would have been if his character would have been at 45, 42, the youngest, mm-hmm. she's still 20. Jesus Christ, man. You're talking about robbing a fucking cradle. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, shit, you know, the world needs procreation, so the rules are out, out the window. I guess. I mean, if that's what you have to say to justify it in your mind, whatever. I ain't gonna throw stones. It's the end of the fucking world, man. Basically, the movie from that point on is just showing the dynamics between the two of them. It's building things up. She finds a dog out of nowhere. She wants to keep it. Peter Dinklage is kind of like, you know, I don't want no fucking dog in here. This is a mess. But then again, it's like telling your child, no, you can't have a dog because dogs make a mess. You you want them to be happy. And dogs we... take resources, man. Dogs right, take resources. Right, but the kid's only going to have one childhood. Come on. Come on. Ray. She's a fucking adult, man. Not mentally. Everything was going great. Because it feels like it's building up, it's building up, it's building up. And I was I, I was really waiting for that climax. It was like that what we in the biz called the pop. Oh. Only problem was, and hit that spoiler button right there, you keep seeing that she's got stitches in the back of her neck. Yeah. I just assumed that something happened, she had an accident, whatever. It never really seemed important to come across. I thought it was a tattoo at first. When you said it was a tattoo, I thought so as well, until I showed it again. I was like, no, that's those are stitches. That's a bad scar. And then it's like, one day, she's like, look, you know, Peter Dinklage never cleaned up his home. He never took his mom's corpse out of there or whatever. And she finally got him to do it. And that was like them really, you know, breaking down, coming together. And she says, look, um, um, I never told you where I came from. And he's like, look, I don't I don't care where you came from. You don't have to tell me where you came from. You can stay. We're friends. It's fine. And the way he said it was so plutonic. 
Yeah. But but imagine you're saying this to a young girl. Her emotions are all over the place. Yeah, her, yeah she's all over the place. Her emotions are all over the place. She's like super high, super low with the excitement level, whatever. And he's just like, I don't need you telling me where you're from. Wherever you're from, I don't care. And she gets so excited, she just kisses him, like hard, on yeah. her lips. Now, they insinuate Sex. that at that point, they finally fucked. That scene came and went like his height. I mean, it was short. Yeah. She kissed him. It fades out. It fades back in. He's fully dressed. <laughs> just just waking up in the morning. And really, would you like to see a Peter Dinklage sex scene? It would be interesting. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if it was on Pornhub, I mean, you get an, I, 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 I might watch it if it was on Pornhub. Just to say, you get just it to on say, Game I of Thrones, that. though. You get it. I mean, you get titties on his face in Game of Thrones, and yeah, but you don't. They don't show him thrusting. Oh uh, well, that's true. I want to see the the fucking thrusting, uh, the room style. I want him thrusting into her her stomach. I don't think. I think he would just go nose in. No. Jesus. Well, maybe. Uh, or those fingers come into good use. Oh, see, now now you're taking it too far. I think you were just sitting here thinking about him jacking yeah, off all no, this look, time. Look, man, when she was stitching his hand in that one scene, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, his fucking hands are huge. Mm-hmm. And this woman's like one and a half times bigger than him. And his, his hands are like, like Beast from the original X-Men. Oh, when yeah, they were yeah. wearing the spandex yeah. before Beast got all furry. Yeah. Remember how fucking big his hands and feet were? Yeah. That's Dinklage. Oh, shit. Dinklage is, is the mighty beast. You know, he wakes up in the house and he hears talking downstairs. And I'm like, oh, shit. You know, this girl's part of a biker gang or some shit. And they sent her to scout the place out. But she didn't want to call him because she's like, this place is nice. And this guy is nice. But it's finally time for her to call him. So she called him and she fucked Dinklage as a way of saying thank you or whatever. Then as he's getting down, I'm like, no, 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 no. She's listening to the radio. It's just the radio or something. Yeah. It keeps going. And you see fucking Paul Giamatti and Charlotte Ginsburg basically just being some, I wouldn't call them douchebaggy, but kind of like South Florida, Palm Beach, semi-retired adults. The whole scene. Sitting in the kitchen having like waffles and shit. The whole scene felt like it was a dream. Like it shit was not real. That's what real. I thought. I was like, this is not real. This is not real. And and the chick, Ellie Fanning's just coming up in her shirt and some pants like she just woke up. You know, and the guy's like, uh, uh, where you think you're going? Kiss your mother. All right. You sit down, young lady. You sit down. I'm like, what, what the, the fuck f- is this? Like, oh, you didn't tell us you had company here. You didn't have somebody up in your room. Here, sit down. Have some pancakes. And I'm, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? It's like, this is a dream. How the fuck I really thought it was a dream. Don't they need, like, milk mm-hmm. and butter? Mm-hmm. I'm not going to ask you more questions. I don't know how they had. It's a dream. Had to be. But the guy is sitting there talking, and Paul Giamatti is like, yeah, yeah, you know, you're in this town. It's a nice vacation spot. You know, you have no idea how many times I had to come chase her down, and I'm going all over the freaking country trying to get her back, and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Peter Dinklage is kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. You can see in his eyes, all he can think is, what the fuck is going on yeah. you know who the fuck is this guy and he's like yeah you know i bet you're good at golf you should come down to the links with me and the boys you know we're really good he's like uh you and who no the guys the fellas you know we all play golf and peter dinklage is just kind of looking at me he's like other people and that's when paul giamatti looks at ellie fanning it's like wait wait a minute did you not tell him that there was nobody else you fucking had this guy sitting here thinking he was the last man on earth that's fucking cruel that's pretty and funny the guy's crazy, wife is like oh yeah there's like thousands of people out there you know uh, billions and billions and billions of people died but there's more than there's still enough people 
people to, to like procreate, Re- repopulate the world. Yeah. yeah, and because there's so few people, they all congregate in giant city centers. You know, you're in a hit town, and nobody gonna come by here. Look, man, you, I, you live your whole life and never see nobody come through. I here. had a couple of issues with this uh, city life that they so called had. Well, we'll get to that in a second. Okay, I will say though, when the guy said that, and Paul G. Ryan was like, "How the fuck could you never tell this guy?" That's pretty fucked that up. That there's other people out there. All I'm thinking is, oh, you fucking cunt. You fucking bitch. Oh. Peter Dinklage, I loved it. And this I love. I love it when people get jilted and they get emotionally self-destructive. I yeah. always like that with characters. So Peter Dinklage is like, man, fuck this bitch, man. I can't fucking believe this. He gets in his car to drive and the chick runs out. She's like, look, 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 look. Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain. I've been driving for months. I hadn't seen anybody. And, and when I saw you, I didn't want you to just like kick me out. I was worried you were going to kick me out, but then you didn't. You let me stay. And I thought that if you knew there was other people, you wouldn't want me to stay because you want to go and be with someone else. And Peter Dinklage is like, you know, he's all calm. Because he's always like... He's he's always calm, yeah. Get your hand off the steering wheel. Get off off of my steering wheel. And then the most emotionally challenged part, she looks at him while still holding the steering wheel. Please, please, let me go with you. Let me go with you. Just take me with you. Just take me. Just take me. We'll just go away. We'll leave. Just take me with you. He's like, get off the steering wheel. Get off the steering wheel. And he fucking drives off that's like awesome awesome yeah, yeah he looks that. a little pimp he looks a little pimp being short like he could barely look over the steering wheel mm-hmm. but then he still looked like a man though he still looked like a man and then of course there's the after they leave there's the downward spiral because your life had purpose because you thought you were the only person in existence and now yeah. you know there's many other people out there so what you're doing really won't mean shit so what do you do it's fucking get drunk blackout yeah. drunk every day his whole world that's was turned upside down yeah that's what i do it's pretty funny because in this movie he made every Everything's so convenient for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he buried graves. But, you know, at first it's like, he's burying graves? How the fuck is he digging graves? He uses a little micro yeah. tractor. Yeah, he uses a, uh, a a cat. It's a cat, isn't it? Yeah, it's a cat. Yeah. And he just digs these holes and tosses these bodies. But I, I started to think, like, man, how is he picking up these people? There's got to be a weightlifting system he's doing. No, no. You can, you, can actually, uh, you can actually drag them. People aren't that heavy when you drag them. Everything was great until it got to the point. Peter Dinklage was like, man, fuck this broad. Fuck, fuck Fanning. I'm done. I'm done. Going to go back to being a man, being alone. MGTOW for life. You know, Peter Dinklage had his fanboys. Yeah. And then after a while, he was like, fuck it. Let me go all the way across the country to go to California and pick this broad up. And to me, that's kind of where it went to shit. Because I I couldn't quite see the reason for doing any of that shit. What happens is, he goes to Palm Springs in California. He sees the huge city with all the lights. Like, fuck, this place is fucking full of people. Yeah. You know, he goes there. uh, He looks in the window. And Paul Giamatti's wife, Charlotte uh, Ginsburg, sees him. But she says nothing because I... Obviously, she doesn't want to be there. Why she can't just leave, they don't say. Why Ellie Fanning can't just leave, they don't say. Because she tried repeatedly, and he keeps getting her and bringing her back. So, Peter Dinkler sneaks in there and sees Ellie Fanning hooked up to, like, machines and shit. Yeah. And he unhooks her, and they're going to get out. And then Paul Giamatti comes out, and he's like, oh, hey, hey. What are you doing, man? You should have let me know you were coming by. You were off the red carpet. And Peter Dinklage is like, what the fuck's going on here, man? And he says, no, 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 wait. Let me explain. After what happened, society couldn't rebuild with all the guilt and pain and suffering. Yeah. 
that the past brought. So we found a way to kind of semi-lobotomize people to get rid of all memories of life before the plague or whatever the fuck it is. This sounds like a whole movie on also, its own. Also, get rid of pain, get rid of suffering, get rid of anger, get rid of fear, all that stuff so that everyone speaks like an obligatory douchebag the way Paul Giamatti was. Yeah. He did seem like an obligatory douchebag. And while he's saying all this shit, you know, Ellie Fanning just fucking ups and shoots him. She's like, yeah, let's fucking get out of here. They jump in the car and drive off into the sunset and happily ever after. But the whole thing is, all she was learning emotions and experiences for the first time with Peter Dinklage because this machine, you know, she'd spent time hooked up to this machine fucking erasing all that. Yeah. That's why she was acting like a fucking child. Yeah. That's why she had, like, ADD. Uh, she was impulsive. All this other stuff. Because everything felt like it was new for the first time. It was time. real, yeah. Yeah, she was experiencing emotions for the first time. So, in a sense, yes, she was a child. It would have basically been statutory rape. But, to me, that ending was very disappointing. Yeah, that ending. That whole theme, that last part of the movie, mm-hmm. on its own, felt like it could have been its own movie. To me, what would have been better was, that would have been a tracking device, and she had left the tribe that so, had her. So, that they could find more people. That they could find more people. Or, she had to procreate with a certain amount of people to at least expand the, the human race. Because, they don't even know if that's the last pocket left. Well, the guy said they were fucking around with genetics. They, the guy wanted Peter Dinklage to come down there because he's like, man, for you to survive and do all this shit, you have to have a very particular type of mind. We would love to get a genetic sample from you so that we can, you know, we can impregnate that into women because they have ways of taking a genetic sample. You don't have to go and, and start banging guys all over the fucking country. It's like, no, we can get a genetic sample and we can replicate it and clone it and shit and put it in a woman. So, okay. Okay, I guess I see. It looked like the whole town, Palm Springs, California, it looks like it's almost in the middle of a desert. Well, technically it is. Why are you going to set up shop for the new human race in a place where it's going to be hard to find food, hard to find a clean drinking water? I mean, a lot of it... I mean, yeah, it's a rebuilt. Well, it's a pre-built here's, city already. Here's, a, here's the thing: at this point, you don't have to find much of anything. The fact that things are hard to find, number one, it's very, very heavily mitigated by the fact that there's so fewer people you have to feed, okay. so fewer people you have to clothe, so fewer people you have to get water. Okay. Number two, the infrastructure is still intact. That reservoir still works. The water cleaning and purification systems in the city still work. I can have 12 people at the water treatment plant and I can have enough clean water for half the goddamn country. That's not a problem. Oh, you need food? We have all these plants. Like when I say plants, I don't mean like the growing plants, but them too. No, we have plants that can make things from soy, things from all sorts of nutrients and shit like that. Eventually, we can get the farms back and going if you got a good five people that's enough to get a a mass i mean it won't be very friendly for the animals but no you can get a massive farm going with just 10 people you'll be having to put the fucking cows in puppy mills and shit but you know the vegans are not going to be happy about that a lot of cruelty with the animals but that's all you would really need for a dystopian movie not feeling dystopian everybody at that last scene everybody's running around happy happy with these bright ass colors because they were lobotomized that was done on purpose and the thing is i was like you know what that's pretty interesting i want to see a movie about that yeah because ever since peter dinklage left to go get that broad and that was only like 10 minutes yeah of him getting that broad and then rolling credits i was like they lost me with this shit yeah it's a whole they different really, kind of movie really 
lost me with that shit. I was like, ah, I, I didn't like that. I, I would have preferred that Peter Dinklage, that he leave that broad, and then somehow, I would say like five or six years later, she comes back again with kids. And at this point, like the whole place has been cleansed. Everything's clean and whatnot. No husband. I'm back. And this time I got the one thing you can't get rid of. I have a family for you. Me, you, the kids. We're going to be a family. And life will kind of seem worth living. I'll say, boom, okay, roll credits. Or she would have just showed up and he would have been dead. That could have been good too. That would have been nice. She could have showed up and he would have been dead. Maybe dead from drinking himself to death. Who knows? And then she could have replaced him doing what he does. Something like that. Both of those I thought would have been a bit better endings because this this was way too storybook. I'm just going to drive halfway around the country and find you. You're going to be siphoning a lot of fucking gas. Yeah, I'm going to just find you from the power of love. Every car along the way still has a full tank of gas. I'm sure no one else needed to come through and take gas. No, no, we'll just leave the gas in the car so there's plenty for everyone. So he just has an endless supply of gas. gas. Gas doesn't evaporate? No, no, no. And then he just picks her up and fucking leaves. I'm like, really? Okay. Uh, so I, I guess we're all happy. Yeah, I, I guess. guess. Hollywood tries too hard for these fucking happy endings. I mean, you do want a sense of closure, and a happy ending will give you that. But if you shoehorn in the happy ending, you know, it by any really means it, necessary, yeah. yeah, it didn't need it. You know, I could, like I said, I wouldn't have wanted her to leave with her parents and then roll credits because again, that's no sense of closure. Have her leave, come back with a family. We're staying with. You. Have her leave, come back, he's dead. He killed himself. You may not like it, but there will be closure. Yeah. You know what happened. You know it's done. That last final scene where he stops <clears throat> the car and he rolls down the, <clears throat> and he stops the car and he rolls down the uh, the canopy. Yeah, I thought he was gonna kick her out. I thought it would have been nice for them to have a flat tire at that moment. We're out of gas. We're out of gas. We're fucked. In the middle of nowhere. There's nowhere else to go. Yep, either way. It wasn't a bad watch. Peter Dinklage, as always, acted his ass off. And I feel smarter for having watched this indie film and uh, I can find some young girl who's in college wearing a scarf and a fedora and I'll fuck her because I watched this film and also I'll tell her that I have a, uh, a groundbreaking podcast that's what they're into so to keep the theme up of us watching indie stuff that's really smart and whatnot, we kind of failed because okay the Peter Dinklage one is good Peter Dinklage can carry a movie he can get all that done and then there was another indie sort of underground film about progressivism and whatnot called The Kindergarten Teacher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what we were going to do, we are going to watch that. And man, that that was like a plane trying to get off the runway and the engines were bursting into flames. And that was a fucking disaster because it didn't seem like... I, mean, I saw the trailer and the synopsis. The trailer. It, well, here's the thing. It didn't seem like a bad movie. I will say it looked like a movie that would have gotten me thoroughly upset and thoroughly angry. Yeah. We may still watch it and review but that it. that trailer is like... The, I think the plot was a kindergarten teacher's like, wow, your kid has real talent, real skill. Uh, skill for what? Skill for saying poetry. He's a fucking child. If you think his poetry is good and he's like like four, then you're a goddamn retard. He's a fucking child. Oh, no, he could be the next Mozart. You should do all this shit to make him famous. No, I'm not going to do that. He's a child. We're going to go play baseball. He's going to play with his friends. Well, this kid's father just doesn't understand what a disservice he's doing. So I'm just going to take his fucking child. You know, the Amber Alert would go off like instant fucking taintiously. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just take his child and fucking drive off four states because this child has a gift and the world must see it. And I was like, okay, I'm gonna watch this and just get infuriated. 
They're just going to watch this shit and they, get angry. They're, they're just going to let her take their child across. No, no, no. They didn't let her do shit. She went to the playground and took the man's fucking kid. <laughs> and she's like, it's okay. I'm doing what's best. If the FBI is not fucking kicking down her door, like, like no, within an hour. House. As soon as they got in the car, she fucking left. <laughs> she fucking left the state with this man's child for his own good. And she's just a fucking kindergarten teacher. Uh, I, I don't know. And I was like, all right, so we're going to watch that. It's an indie thing and it's all underground and shit. How far did we get? We got like five minutes into the movie and we're like, you know what? No, it, the problem was we got five minutes into the movie because this shit isn't in theaters. Uh, this was Netflix, right? Yeah, it's Netflix. We were watching this shit on Netflix. I already knew. And I was I was bobbing. You ever seen the little, uh, the video of the baby? His eyes get heavy. Yeah. And his head tilts and he shakes out of it. Then his eyes get heavy and his head tilts again. He shakes himself out of it. I was like, dude, the last, the first. <laughs> Five minutes of the movie, I'm like, fucking dude, look, man, it's the music, nothing's happening. Oh my god, is this all just gonna be like symbolism? I had to shift in my seat four times in those first five minutes. Wait, yeah, I had to shift. I'd like, like, take my ass off the seat, reposition, and lower myself back down. You know, the tricks of being a good director is making sure every scene has a purpose. Those first five minutes, I know they're trying to set up her character as being alone and depressing, but fuck, man. I don't think it's fair to blame them. I'm blaming us because, look, I'm going to be honest with you. I've had a bit of the, uh, I'd had a bit of the red, red wine, as uh, Bob Marley likes to say. And uh, my brain was full from the Peter Dinklage thing. And then you're asking me to take a double dose. There was just no room. I say, I, I, I'm going to sleep. I can't fucking do this. Ray I'm, Ray pulled the emergency. Yeah, I emergency never pulled break. the emergency. <laughs> I never pulled the emergency break. All that shit fast. I'm like, no, no. Yeah, no. when you're in a train, it's out of control. You reach up, and there's this this string with this red knob on it. Yeah, you pull it down, and stops the whole train. And he pulled the emergency brake, and he was like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing this." No, and he broke the emergency glass, which had a movie called Arizona. Now, this is meant for you if your IQ is taxing you. Yes. And you're having an IQ attack. You break that glass and you watch whatever movie is in there. And it will lower your IQ enough to safe levels. Remember, the nuclear reactor is overloading. You got to lower that temperature to get us to a safe level. So you have to watch a movie that's going to lower that IQ. And that's what we got from Arizona. Yeah. yeah. Ray, why don't you tell us, uh, tell us just, just real quick, the simple explanation of the plot for Arizona. Pretty much, this uh, this movie takes place during the housing bubble, the housing crash, crash. the yeah. housing crash back in two thousand and nine. Everybody's just having a shit time with their homes being underwater. It basically revolves around one character being upset about his home value just taking a nosedive and then going to a realtor to complain about his mortgage prices and how he lied on how his home value would have doubled. He would have made some money off of it, but of course, this is the housing crash. Basically, uh, a bunch of people who had no fucking business getting a house, and he. He's a pretty hot and tempered kind of guy. So, you know, he accidentally starts killing people. Yes, accidentally starts killing quotes. people. You can't see the air quotes. Ray, you don't, we don't have cameras in here, Ray. You don't see the air quotes. Okay. Well, he starts killing people, okay? And it's just <clears throat> one after the other hilarity ensues. I mean, it's just one domino hits the next, hits the next, hits the next, and both pretty much abducts a female realtor mm-hmm. and just has her hostage the entire day. One mistake after the other. She just does not pick up on certain cues, which would have let her free as a bird. But no, things just get worse and worse all downhill within this one day yeah to be fair i should tell you right away um this movie is a danny mcbride movie which 
follows the the standard movie trope of Danny McBride playing a guy who's a giant fucking moron. You, you know what? Danny McBride plays the same character as he did in This Is The End. A giant fucking moron? Yeah. No, that's every fucking movie he's in. He can't have what we call, quote unquote, intelligent comedy. No, it, it's always a man who would be legally, legally considered to be either a retard or at the very least mentally slow. I mean, he's a fucking idiot to the point where you're not laughing at the wittiness of the character in this. You're laughing at the shock value like shit. That's the only time I would laugh. Anytime I would laugh, it would always be preceded by... I fuck and I giggle a little bit not like a hearty laugh fuck and a giggle well this is like a dark comedy that's and, what it is and I tell you man if you blink you miss something because shit happens when you least expect it there's no build up to when shit happens yeah and I mean it's it's definitely gotten our all star cast even though really there's only two well maybe I'll say three main characters there's Sonny which is Danny McBride there's Cassie uh, which is Rosemary DeWitt she's a realtor and then the daughter was that Morgan? that was Morgan okay played by Lolly Sorensen and I'll say they got the great person for the daughter because she looks really plain and in the movie they say how she's self conscious she thinks she's overweight or whatever she's kind of fucking funny yeah. uh, Rosemary DeWitt does a great job playing as a MILF. It's like, look, you can kind of tell that her best days are behind her, but you can look at her when she tries to dress nice and be like, I'll give a little child support for that. Yeah. I'll, I'll be a step that. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's hot. She's she's on the bangables list. Yeah, she's yeah. that's the nicest thing you can say about her. <laughs> she's bangable. That's like the nicest thing you can say about her. That, that's, that's an awful thing to have a nice thing. But besides that, there's a lot of star power for the side characters just showing up for like a couple minutes and you never see him again fucking luke wilson yeah fucking elizabeth giles oh my god she's uh, gorgeous fucking uh caitlin olsen from it's always sunny i want all those guys to have as much work as possible i, I love the uh it's always sunny in philadelphia guys especially uh caitlin olsen oh what's this guy the main the 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 biggest star they had what's his name uh, uh david uh, allen greer well okay okay second biggest david allen greer i was happy to see him there and and his shit for for the whole three minutes he was in the movie he was in there a lot his less shit than that. Was, his shit was actually funny seth his rogan. shit was actually funny thank you seth rogan was in there and nobody was holding back is he, was, is, is he even on IMDb on this fucking movie? Uh, he's not in the immediate list. I have to hit the expanded list. I'm sure he's in there. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's... Oh, he's, he's at the bottom. Oh, he's uncredited. Bottom. Oh, God. Cassie's boss, uncredited. <laughs> you saw his face on screen. How is he not credited? I don't know. Maybe it's I think Danny it's, McBride called, him, Danny in for, McBride. called think, him in for a favor. Hey, man, I think we need that to, this is the end movie. I think that was actually more serious than we thought. It's like, man, I don't even fucking like Danny McBride. Nobody likes his ass. <laughs> Nobody fucking likes Danny McBride. <laughs> I think they were dead serious with that. Danny McBride's there, and it's just him flying off the rails and making one stupid decision after another stupid decision after another. But there are, you know, 
funny instances like when he knocks out the uh the realtor chick because she saw him kill her boss and he brings her to his place and basically he's wearing what would it be considered a sweat jacket uh, a hoodie, hoodie a hoodie he's wearing a hoodie jacket he has it on backwards so the hoodie goes up over his face but he cut out slits for the eyes and the mouth and he's giving her a tour of his house and he's like oh yeah this is my cabinet with my pictures and girls she's like oh these are your sons yeah these are my two boys i love them i love them and this is them uh with their mom my ex-wife uh-huh and this is me right over here and she looks at the picture and then looks at him and you're like you know no one the cool thing is no one points out the obvious that's what i like is like okay you're wearing a mask and you just pointed out a picture of you on the <laughs> shelf and he's he just looks at it's like okay to build trust i'm going to remove my mask <laughs> it's like that sort of thing was funny like okay it, they had a lot of a lot of one-offs but the problem was they took the uh the stupidity to a bit too much yeah it went out of control it it did after a while spiral out of control when they just when the body count started to get retarded after the body count started exceeding number one you know what at this point it's like you know what just fuck it you know? mm. It was only when they shot the cop. When they oh, shot the cop, it was yeah. like, okay, you know what? Nobody gives a fuck. Nobody shot the cop. Her fucking husband shows up. You know, you shot the cop. She goes back to the security guard gate. He shot the security guard. Shot the security guard's dog. Her husband shows up. Shot the husband. Uh, the husband's fiance tries to get a gun. Fucking car blows up. Kill her. <laughs> And then it just goes kinda, out of fucking control. It does go out of fucking control. And it's exemplified when the chick is like, why the fuck are you doing this? Say, look, you know, she said, you actually think you're going to get away? Says, look, either I can kill everybody and let you live and try to take my chances. And then I have to go have two witnesses walking around or I can kill all of you and run off to Mexico. So I have like a two week head start before anyone can, you know, alert the cops or whatever. And she was like yeah but you can fucking do that now you don't have to kill us yeah you literally could have done that at any fucking time yeah you fucking idiot now she didn't call him a fucking idiot yeah. but that was the gist like you could you you're fucking running around chasing us for what you could you just could leave just fucking right left jump on a fucking plane and go to mexico we're right on the arizona border get in your fucking car and go and drive to mexico yeah. when he had her taped up it's like yeah i'm gonna go pick up your daughter he could have just got that fucking car and went to mexico and been done that's actually true and been there for like 10 hours before anybody would have been able to do anything but that's the whole thing you know when he shot the cop i'm like all right this is all over. just i'll laugh and i'll giggle but i'm just waiting for this shit then you know at the very beginning the the movie just grabs you by the balls mm-hmm. you see cassie she's just showing a house to a married couple and and the jokes were kind of clever you know she's this is my third wife and then she's like you know don't start third time's a charm third time's a charm and then, and then she starts hearing screaming help me help me and she's like oh fuck she's trying to sell a house and the person next door is caught crying for help she breaks in the fucking door and she goes upstairs and the dude hanging himself. Why? Because the house, that house that he bought is now worth less than what he owes. Yep. He's underwater. That's, that's their way of explaining how bad the housing market is. He's like, just fucking kill me. Just fucking kill me. I, I'm just kind of surprised that that fan actually held up to the ceiling like that. Some fans can't hold that fucking weight, man. Well, I will say, I think they did a little bit too much. This is stupid and pointless. I shouldn't even bring it up. But with regards to the housing market, 
market. They really wanted to make it seem like real estate agents were to blame because I was in the midst of that whole shit. And I will tell you, real estate agents were to blame only in so much as the fact that they wanted to sell houses to idiots. They were all sitting around here saying what a good investment it was and how good it was for you and blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, no matter what they say about the house, whether they lie about it going up in value or not, you need to ask yourself, can I pay this amount of money every fucking month? And if the answer is no, you got no business. You don't buy the fucking house. Yeah. But they're like, look, I know you only make 500 bucks a month and this house costs a thousand dollars a month, but I can still sell the house to you. And the vast majority of them stupid motherfuckers. Okay. I'll figure something out. No, no. I'll you don't so. have the money to pay for the house. Don't get so the house. If you did buy the house and you did have the money to pay for the house, oh man, the housing market went to shit. Well, just keep paying for the house until the market improves and you'll get your money back. I mean, you're on the loan for 30 years. I mean, the market's going to get better eventually. Yeah, it, your, I don't care how fucking bad the market is. In 30 years, I guarantee you, your house will be worth more than what you paid for. It. Yeah. Okay? Yes, the market may go down. In 30 fucking years, I guarantee you, your house will be worth more than what you paid for. It. Just make your fucking payments. But you can't do that if you make less money than what you have to pay on the house. And yeah. that's that's what, what the whole problem is with that. But anyway, was there anything else you wanted to point out before we rate these some bitches? Oh. Well, you know, it's funny that they killed every human being on screen. and Actually, yeah. Everyone except the two characters. Uh, freaking Cassie and Morgan. Every fucking body died. And the dog was killed off screen. Because everyone else was killed on screen. Everything else was killed but on screen. But they're like, PETA would be having fits, so we will just kill the dog off screen. And use some fake dog paws. Yeah, that shit was ridiculous. Yes, it was. I mean, Dave and Alan Greer just... I was like, man, did he gain fucking weight, man? Of course he did. He's old. He looks, he looks old. But, you know, what are you going to do, man? He's so funny. Yeah, let's fucking rate this My shit. favorite character on In Living Color. All right, so we'll start with um, freaking, I think we're alone now. Uh, solid flick, but unfortunately, well, no, that's not fair. Look, it's a solid flick. Peter Dinklage did not disappoint, as he has never disappointed no. in anything I've seen him in so far. He's incredible, like uh, he, Andre he, says. Yeah, he pushes himself as much as possible. I thought Ella Fanning was disappointing until I realized who she was supposed to be, and I was like, no, she absolutely did pull it off. Really, I enjoyed it everything about that movie till he became a white knight to go pick her up and all that shit really seemed kind of forced. Yeah. And it stopped being intimate. Instead of it being about you know, me and this chick learning about ourselves and learning this and, and evolving in this and that way, it became your standard damsel in distress movie. And I, uh, I nah. didn't like that. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's a good movie. I think it's worth watching, but I will uh, absolutely give it a, um, I'm going to say a high rental. If you're sitting at home yes, and there's something you can watch it on sitting at home, absolutely go watch it. You know, it's would fun. I go to the theater for that? No. Even if it's the $2 theater? No. 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 Families are actually having an actual real problem. With what? With Netflix. How so? You got five people at home. Uh-huh. They can't get anyone to agree to a fucking movie at Netflix because everybody's got their own account. Okay. So you try to get five people to watch a movie and you'll have always someone that says no. Fuck them. That's why you have parents. 
No, Dad takes true. control of the remote. Yeah, there's too many remotes around now these days. So, yeah. For this movie, mm-hmm. I'm also going to give it high rental. Okay. It is worth the watch, but not worth leaving your house. No, no, absolutely not. It's just not. So, yeah, definitely uh, a high rental for that, you know. But I only wish the best for Peter Dinklage. It's a shame when I see him take a script, eat that script, and shit gold. But the script can only go so far, and yeah. this movie was only hampered by the script. That ending should have been changed. This movie was literally just Dinklage. It's all Dinklage. You're gonna. Yeah. There's no one else to distract Dink, you. The movie. Dinklage and Jailbait. Oh yes, that's they could have made it a comedy. Dinklage and Jailbait. Do, that relationship would have just lasted about 15 years. I'm telling you, Ela Fanning just makes me feel very dirty and very uncomfortable. I hope I never. I hope I never see her on the fappening because I will turn myself into the cops. No. And they're gonna be like, well, you know, she's over 18. God damn it, put me in jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so Ray, I'm gonna let you take the lead. What what's your rate for uh, Arizona? I'm also gonna give this a high high, a must rent watch. Mm, high rental, huh? I wouldn't go to the theater, but it's a funny-ass movie. If you're home, I would say a full rental price. You know what? Because can't see this in the theater, but you can rent it. It's a must-rent. I will say this. In all honesty, I was I was actually going to give this a low matinee, but after you said high rental, I was thinking about it to justify what I wanted to give it. And to be honest with you, of all the jokes they said, I'd probably say Four, maybe five were actually funny. The rest of it was shock value, like, what the fuck? And yeah. then chuckle. Yeah. But other than that, you're just sitting there waiting for shit to happen. Yeah, I guess so, you're right. Yeah, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. I'm gonna agree with a high rental. Yeah, it's a high rental. So basically it's a high rental for both of these? Yeah, high rental God for both damn, of them. Damn, son. Well, highbrow <laughs> and lowbrow. The great unifier. But don't get me wrong, rentals. you have to spend money to see these. It's not like mm-hmm. you go watch them for free on Netflix. Well, we're not well. I consider Netflix to be a rental. Because you're paying for Netflix. Oh. Who the fuck's going to go to a store and rent a videotape, Ray? You know, some people go to Redbox. Fucking Redbox. Look, look. Um, let me lay it out for you. Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, Flix. These are all considered rentals. Even if you got Uverse On Demand and you pay the two bucks to watch something for the weekend, that's still considered a rental. Okay. You're at home watching something instead of going to the theater. And you may say, well, what's the benefit of going to the theater then? Well, you can see it earlier. You can see it before. Because remember, full prices when it first comes out. Yeah. Matinee, it's been out there for a couple weeks. Rental has been out there for a couple months. All right. See, that's a, that's uh, amazing. Is it worth waiting? Yes. 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 It yes, is. yes. Yes. It is. Yeah. So. Yeah. You got. It. You got. It. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's why we put that in place. All right, everybody. All right, guys. Don't forget to visit us on our website at g2ta.net and gottotalkaboutit.com. And don't forget to visit us on our YouTube page, g2ta and Patreon. Dude, when are we gonna do that anime clickbait thing that we did? Oh, we're gonna. We're supposed to put that up on YouTube. We never did, did we? Uh, no, no, no. But we All will. Right. We will gonna, put it up soon. What I'm gonna do? I'm gonna come by the studio. I'm gonna help you get some anime clips for that. You're gonna have to show me where to get the clips from. But we'll. I'll get. You know, we'll get some anime clips. We'll make. Yeah. It work. We'll do one of those top ten things that get people angry and happy at the same time. Yeah, those top ten things that I don't bother watching because they're clickbaity pieces of shit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're about. gonna do that. We're gonna do that. Yep. All right. No problem.